Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure to do so below and get a notification as soon as we post. We've got such great feedback on our last interview with Chris Knight on how appraisals were done in Australia, we decided to make it a reoccurring segment. Today, we'll be speaking with Joan Trice, CEO of Altair Group, and Reiner Lux, General Manager of Hypeseat, and Matthias Fischer, Manager of Valuation for VDP, to discuss how appraisals are done in Germany and what Americans can learn from them. Joan, I'll hand it over to you. Thank you, Jim. To the audience here, I've known these gentlemen for for some time. In fact, I even visited them in Berlin, uh, gosh, about four or five years ago, Reiner, I think it was. That was a fabulous opportunity. And uh, hopefully once the pandemic lifts, I'll uh, see you again in person soon. So Let's talk about the similarities and the differences in the valuation process in Germany versus the U.S. And I think one of the things that I learned from you, Reiner, was you have an interesting definition of market value or value that is quite different than what we have in the United States. So share with us a little bit about how you all perform valuations. Yeah, maybe uh, I have to explain one or two sentences that uh, our organization and also the Association of Mortgage Bankers, we are working for the banking association. And it might be a little bit different to the public valuations when family might be a buyer in a flat or in house. Uh, then the appraisers, the public appointed traders, very often do this valuation. But we do uh, this for the banking industry in Germany. And uh, of course, it is necessary uh, on the one hand to, to, to do the valuation on the, on the market for the market value. And, and that is very specific, I think, in Germany that, we, that our banks need also mortgage lending value. And uh, when I look to the uh, philosophy or the, to, the, uh, to the way on to, to doing the, the market value, I think, um, I think more or less it might be quite the same uh, like uh, you do it in the United States or it, it is done uh, in, on, on the whole world. Uh, we have a very specific situation that we have in Germany as uh, uh, um, land value. And there's a specific, which we named Bodenrichtwert, that is a values who are published by the, by, by, the, by the states. And they give you an idea of what is the price for the, for the land. I think that is a little bit different to, to, other, to other countries, but otherwise I think the, land, the market value is quite the same like in, in, on the whole world. But, but let me interrupt for a minute. Don't you focus more on a sustainable value? Well, I mean, we're sort of that one mm-hmm. point in time. Yeah. As that though is specific, very specific on the German side, and that is a sustainable value. But on this way, I would say that Matthias maybe explains it. The real difference between the market value and the mortgage lending value is a sustainable value. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rainer. I, I, I'm trying to do it. Um, I would say the main difference is that a market value is kind of a spot value, which is in place for a specific um, point in time. And the mortgage lending value should be a value which should be uh, achievable and sustainable over the life of the loan. I think to to maybe understand it a little better is to, to understand the, the German um, fund brief banking system. 
there's on the one hand fund brief German fund brief banks, and I'm working for the Association of German fund brief banks. They grant loans to borrowers on the one side, and they Mateus, are. Mateus, yeah. let let me interrupt for a minute because I don't think our audience knows what a fund brief is. So would you um, yeah explain uh, that? Brief. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a fund brief is uh, kind of, um, uh, yeah, you can say a, a mortgage-backed uh, s- security. So um, where the ba- the bank is not only, um, yeah, where, where um, investors, w- which buy fund brief, they, they have some assets as an additional um, safeguard that they get back their money. So there's not um, only the credit, credit worthiness of the bank, but... Uh, additional, these um, assets can um, be uh, they, they build an additional um, safety for for the for the investor to, which uh, buy these um, these fund briefs. Yeah. So a fund brief is a is a bond. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, got it. All right, sorry to yeah, interrupt. Sorry. So they are granting loans on the one side, and they are refinancing themselves. So the the banks. Um, with issuing um, fund brief, and for for that purpose, they have to make sure that these um, assets, so, so the the properties, have um, to be valued in a certain manner. So they have to be guarantee that um, these values are stable over the life of the loan, and that in a worst case scenario where pl- uh, prices are shrinking, uh, that um, even in that scenarios. Um, yeah, the the um, there is a still stable and achievable value that can be guaranteed even in 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 a market crisis scenario. Okay. Maybe I can add one sentence that the uh, medium the duration of the loan, where the the, the in- income rate is fixed in Germany, is is around 10, 11 or eleven years. And that is maybe this very specific. In other countries, you have very often the, the duration of the loan, maybe where the, the, the interest rate is fixed, maybe two years, two, two years, three years, four years, or no fixed uh, interest rate. But uh, the very specific of the fund brief is that the duration of the fund brief, the loan must be the same duration. And this is a moment around, uh, yeah. 12 years, I think, but yes, I think. In, in, yeah, I think that's kind, kind of yeah. um, 10 to Coming from years, eight years, uh, maybe six or seven years ago. Okay. All right. It's well, a, let's it's do this. It's a little decreasing. Yeah. Let, let's take a break for a commercial message. And when we come right back, we'll pick up and maybe talk about how the pandemic has uh, impacted your real estate economy in Germany. Jim? Stuck in the appraisal management technology dark ages, using spreadsheets or antiquated software, you should meet Evo. Evo is the most innovative appraisal management technology on the market, trusted by lenders and AMCs. And it's loaded with mind-blowing features like sophisticated decisioning algorithms to select the best appraiser for each order, the ability to configure forms and fields in real time, a user role-based design, and the industry's only compliance guarantee. Find out more at globaldms.com or call 877-866-2747. Joan, back to you. Okay, so let's uh, bring everything to the current events. Uh, How has the pandemic impacted your real estate market in Germany? 
Yeah, maybe um, one specific on the mortgage lending is because uh, the loan is running for the next uh, 8, 10, 12 years. That is, is a different to the market value. It's market value, as man Matthias mentioned, is a spot market. But mortgage lending value, we must have to, uh, to uh, look into the future. That means not that we have a glass bottle and a, a crystal ball where we can see it. We, 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 you must make research. You must do the research what happens uh, with uh, this asset class in the next five years. And that was also the reason that we are, um, when we were asked uh, uh, one and a half year before what, what, what is doing, what, what is coming on the, on the market for the, next, for the next month with, uh, because of COVID, we said um, in Germany, we, we don't expect that, that on, the, uh, on the residential market would happen a lot because the, the people must uh, live in, in a house uh, and uh, there are not no ch the changes from today. There are not no great changes from, from today to, to tomorrow. I think uh, the German real estate markets, the property markets, uh, they were also issued by, the, by our sister company, the VDP Research, said that there was a plus of six or seven percentage uh, uh, in 2020, and also the first six, seven months in the in this year, we, we see an uh, upgrade of, uh, I think, or increase of uh, two or three percentage. That means the residential market is, is fine. Uh, same, the office market, I think it's uh, more parallel. Uh, there was no increase for the last month, uh, but there was also no de 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 degrees. Uh, and uh, the logistic market was also a plus, also, had also a plus of uh, two and a half to three percentage in the last year. And also this last six months, uh, um, of this year, we show we, we see that the, in, the logistic market is also growing, and the, the, the prices. And uh, problematic of the course is the uh, market of the hotels. And I don't know, Matthias, want you to tell us something about the hotel market? Yeah, maybe I can also add some um, thoughts on the stability of the values in that context. And mm -hmm. I think that 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 might be of interest. So, so I can. Um, yeah, of course, we, we got the same problems for hotels like probably over in, in the entire world um, due to Corona and due to yeah, uh, very little um, yeah, uh, hotel uh, reservations and stuff. And also we got these uh, problems with the, um, uh, with, with, with the retail um, where we have like e-commerce, which is growing. And of course, um, problems um, yeah for for supply chain I, problems like we're having so supply chain I'm not sure about that probably a little but I was more thinking of um, yeah like shopping centers where people tend to buy things um, online and not visiting anymore so but I think that are some trends and structural problems which um, were there before um, we, we got the COVID-19 pandemic but um, uh, coming back to the values, maybe, and the mortgage lending value, I've maybe to add that um, mortgage lending value, as Rainer already said, are very stable and conservative uh, when they are calculated. We got some regulations um, with um, where, where we got a bandwidth for certain parameters. And yeah, to put it short, you can say that um, mortgage lending values are always uh, well below uh, market values. So uh, in general, for instance, for offices, when you have a market value of 100%, yeah, and if you stick to the rules for, for um, 
calculating the mortgage lending value, you maybe end up with like 50% of the market value as the mortgage lending value. And of that 50% of value, you're allowed to put only 60% of that 50% uh, to use it for fund reef coverage. So you can... Um, Yeah, you can imagine that even in a crisis scenario like COVID-19, these values were overall very stable. Of course, there were some ex exceptions like maybe shopping centers, um, which performed not so well. But overall, you can say that the mortgage lending value performed very well in that crisis and that the banks were not obliged to, um, to correct their, their um, mortgage lending values. Is, is it a fair statement to say that your real estate economy is much more stable than the United States peaks and valleys uh, because of your conservative valuation process? We have a tendency to over leverage I mean, that's the American way. Just borrow, borrow, borrow. I, I think, yeah, I think that's part definitely true, and it it is it, it is a part of the equation. But I would say it is also some kind of with some structural differences. We have a very big rental market, so our home homeowners share is only forty five percent of of the citizens of Germany uh, own own their own property. The rest is rental markets. And it is um, if they buy a property, they hold it for a very long time. So it is not kind of an, an investment where you say, okay, I'm buying a house when I'm 25 and selling it when I'm 30. It's like I'm buying a house when I'm 35 and I'm holding it for my entire life. So that's more the German um, the style of uh, home owning. And I would say that this is also very um, uh, big impact on the maybe little more stability of the German uh, property markets. Now, that, that makes a lot of sense. So let's break uh, one more time for a commercial message. And when we come back, I want to talk about appraisal independence because we're, we have struggles here in the United States, and I want, to, I want to hear how you all handle that. So, Jim? Appraisers, if you've grown frustrated with endlessly pursuing new appraisal work and not reaping any of the benefits, Metro West is here to help. They understand and work to alleviate the pain points commonly felt by appraisers to enable personal and financial growth for their staff. After all, they've been owned and operated by appraisers since the company opened in 1987. Metro West Appraisal is an equal opportunity employer, and they're always looking for certified residential real estate appraisers to join their team. Visit metrowestappr.com slash careers or email careers at metrowestappr.com. Thank you, Jim. So, gentlemen, we've had a, you know, a very famous sort of meltdown, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Uh, we had the home valuation code of conduct imposed by the New York Attorney General on Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And the essence of it was that loan production uh, folks were putting pressure on appraisers to inflate values. And how do you all in Germany maintain the independence of the appraiser and keep the uh, pressures uh, off of the appraiser? One point is that uh, we have to sit, it's a moment, uh, uh, 
Hübzert was established uh, 25 years ago. And 25 years ago, most of the uh, appraisers or valuers, uh, which were work, uh, for a bank, work in a bank. They were uh, employees of the banks. And then you have the situation in Germany that you have uh, normally a, a kind of a Chinese wall. That means a four eyes principle. That means uh, you, on the one hand, you have uh, the valuers who do, do the valuation report and the, a, a colleague uh, do, do make the, the plausibility check. That is the first Chinese wall. Second Chinese wall in, uh, in the bank, you have also a strong system of internal uh, auditors. That means the internal orders are checked this the second time. Um, then, if you uh, do uh, do a, a fan brief business, you have uh, a, a third person in the bank who checked this value a third time. Um, and on the other side, on the external side, the, uh, the financial supervisory authority check it the fifth time. Uh, or the fourth time, and the fifth time, uh, there's the external uh, uh, auditors who check us. And that might be the one reason that uh, we, we heard in Germany not uh, the, the numbers of uh, complaints or whatever, what we hear in, in, in different uh, counties, I think. Uh, that is one point. And um, it changed a little bit in the last 25 years. That means around 50% of the values nowadays are internal values. The rest are external values. And uh, you have the same yeah, Chinese wall strategy, as I mentioned before. But you have one more Chinese wall because if an external values do the work, uh, um, there's one another plausibility check uh, um, as, uh, on, uh, on the internal way. And uh, on the other side, I think, and there's Matthias more familiar with it, that uh, uh, in Germany and in Europe, they are thinking about to change the values in, uh, in, in, in different times. But I think, Matthias, in this case, you are the real expert. Yeah, and maybe I can add, as I already said, we got a, a regulation, a law on how to determine mortgage lending values. And we have a single article in it for the independence of the value. I may quote just a sentence that it states, um, the value must not be involved either in the loan acquisition or loan decision-making process on the brokering, sale, or letting of property. He must not be related to or have any other legal or business relationship with the borrower, nor may have nor may he have interests of his own in the outcome of the report. So I think this is, um, yeah, we, we had some, as Reiner said, we, we had some very bad experience in the past. And yeah, if a bank wants to issue fund briefer and therefore has to um, determine mortgage lending values, According to this regulation, he has to make sure that he's meeting these, um, yeah, the, the content of this paragraph. And um, we, we got a very um, strict and uh, strong uh, regulatory body called, called BaFin, and they are, yeah, they are checking if all the fundraise banks in Germany are meeting um, these uh, requirements um, in terms of the independence of the values. So I would say this is um, has been an issue in, in Germany in the past, but uh, at the moment I would say uh, this is um, yeah kind of, it's not, 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 not a big issue. Well, yeah, it, you have, it's, according to Reiner, you have layer upon layer of uh, due diligence done at every turn. Lots of checks and balances and 
we have a transparency problem uh, in the United States. We uh, uh, haven't gotten any better at it, I don't think, in spite of uh, the Dodd-Frank legislation. I think it's something we still need to improve on. Well, gentlemen, it's been very interesting. I hope our audience uh, uh, enjoys it as much as I did. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you very thank much. You. Uh, we'll see you also early and personal after COVID. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Stop waiting 30 plus days to get paid on your appraisal invoices. So Katie Capital is a simple and secure payment platform that improves your cash flow and reduces the time that you have to spend on paperwork and making collection calls. The process is simple. After the initial account setup, simply submit your invoices to Cicada Capital instead of your AMC or lender. You receive payment the next business day, while Cicada Capital collects payment from your AMC or lender, leaving you with more time to do what you want to do. For additional questions or to set up your account, call Cicada Capital Support Team at 208-953-7234. That's 208-953-7234. Or email them at support at cicada.com. That's support at S-E-K-A-D-Y dot com. Thank you, Matthias and Reiner, for giving us a peek at how valuation is done in Germany. It was very interesting. And thanks to our listeners for joining us and our sponsors for helping us to keep be able to keep putting these together for you. If you have an idea for a future Buzzcast or would like to be interviewed, reach out to us at info at appraisalbuzz.com or head over to the forums and let us know how you feel. Thanks and have a great day. <laughs>